Morning. This podcast has stories of real-life events and true crime that happens every day. These stories may contain adult language and graphic or disturbing details not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to the part four episode of War Stories with at that guy Sleazy. I'm Tom. I'm Chuck. And Bryce, you're back for hey. our final part. Part these four. people has taken like a month, and for us, it's been a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a couple of days. Yeah, for them, it's forever, but for us, just right. a couple of days. But I'm, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm surprised that uh, I've been able to sit here and talk for uh, three hours so far. Yeah. Um, and and let's see if we can. We have a part four, Easy. maybe maybe a part five. Realize. I think I think we'll I think we'll get it all in part four, but we might it might be a part five also. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, you are now. When when we I feel like the Batman. When last we left our hero, <laughs> attack of the drones. <laughs> right. So you've got these drones overhead. Yeah, yeah. So the the drone the drones are buzzing. They're just sitting on top of us now, you know. And um, you guys decide uh, to eat feet. Well, yeah. So we have the the artillery busting over our heads. You know, we have a uh, uh, clutch munition, which is very scary because. You hear the the one pop of it blowing up on top of your head, and then you have uh, about eight more pops, um, and that's all the shrapnel. Basically, it's one large explosion, which releases eight more explosions, and then Oof. all eight of those blow up. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's just cluster shrapnel, a larger a larger area of shrapnel and stuff. So that yeah, was in a fact, shit of that Russian drones overhead, calling out your position. Oh yeah, one hundred. Because all this was this was not indirect. This was one hundred percent direct fire. Like it was accurate right. fire. Like the yeah, these were Russian drones that were sitting on top of us, um, basically mapping out where we are and stuff like that for their uh, artillery and for their BMPs. Yeah, I was about to say it sounded like you're getting you're getting fire direct fire from the BMPs and their QRF, all because yep, yep. the infantry unit that was not your guys' infantry unit, but another infantry unit, we just decided to walk like they're back on the block, bebopping down the fucking street in the middle of the fucking field and staying out of you know staying in in you know, eye of you know eyesight and instead of concealing yeah. themselves in the tree line. Right. Yeah, essentially, but uh, I can. I'll tell you exactly why we really started getting getting shot at in a second. But uh, so, you know, we're taking, we're taking all this stuff. And I'll tell you what was going through my head at the time. And then during the after action report and the debrief, what happened on uh, on the large scale. Right. So, you know, uh, yeah, we're taking uh, taking munitions, 20 millimeter cannons blowing up. We have accurate um, artillery rounds. And then um, a lot of small arms getting shot from the tree line um, and machine gun fire from the tree line that uh, uh, that we were doing uh, a reconnaissance on. And there, that's that that was very indirect because there were some shots way up in the trees and stuff like they were just kind of raping us, you know, just hoping to get somebody really. But the uh, the twenty millimeter cannon was very accurate and the artillery was very accurate. 
um, at one point it was very accurate. And uh, while we're running, you know, we all just kind of dropped um, to, to basically give it a second to assess the situation, come up with a quick game plan. Sure. And uh, hopefully that the uh, that 20 millimeter cannon started working on, I hate to say it, another position our guys were at that way we could fucking exfil. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, it's, if we were at the very front of our very end of our patrol, uh, we were the first ones basically to leave essentially. Right. Right. So if, if we get got, then everybody's getting got. Right. Um, right. So, uh, but, uh, so while we're, while we're laying there, we're figuring it out, come to find out where we know that there is a BMP to the left of us, basically in between friendly position and us right now. And then there's also at least one BNP on the other side of the tree line where we were at and the Russians. So they're sandwiching us. Oh, great. They're trying to Basically flank, just, right? Just straight, just straight sandwich us while they're dropping, um, you know, all the munitions. And uh, fuck. so I was, I was, I was scared shitless, right? You know, like, I'm like, I'm like, fuck, like, this is it. We're done. I'm done. Like, this is it. And um, I had already told myself, uh, that I would never become a POW. No, there's no if ands questions, if and buts about it. There's no questions. I will not become a Russian POW. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'd already seen what they'd done to a couple of the other uh, foreigners that over and became POWs. Uh, some of them were killed. Some of them, uh, well, they were all tortured and held under horrendous conditions. Some of them were killed before they ever got to see their day in court. And then some of them were sentenced to death in kangaroo court. Um, fortunately, two of those guys, they, they actually did get end up getting released and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, but anyway, I always decided that I wasn't, I would, I would never be, um, that I always had at least one grenade on me. That was going to be my last farewell to the world. Uh, not a, that way there was no questions if and buts about it, that I would die. So that's all going through my head. Like, Hey man, you know, we're going to, I'm going to fight like hell until it's time to fucking pull that pin, you know, and, and be done. Um, and, uh, at that moment, that's when it kind of the, the dawned on me. It was like, stop being scared, dude. You're either going to live or you're not. Right. It's that either, either you're going to make it through this mission or you're going to make it through this mission. So being, being scared does nothing except for, worry you and frighten you so stop being fucking scared stop being a pussy and just fucking do what do do the work that you signed up for and that you're trained to do fucking right. do it so it was like a little switch man I, it's the best way i can describe it. it was it was a switch that like i literally was like okay boop, flip the switch and that switch stayed flipped just like that for the entire time that i was in ukraine both times uh, i just stopped being scared and uh it's funny that it's weird to say that but like i just I was no, no, didn't matter what mission I ever went on. I was no longer ever scared because I never expected to make it out of that mission. I always thought I was going to die on that next mission. That next mission, I was dead. That next mission, I was dead. <laughs> so once that flip was switched, um, we ended up, uh, the, the 20 millimeter cannon blew a couple of trees uh, up right next to us. We had an artillery round hit. Shit, I don't know, maybe 15 meters in front of us, maybe 20 max. Um, and once that cannon kind of went off, we picked back up and started hauling ass back to uh, friendly positions. Um, so while we were running back down the, the initial tree line that we came up, right, one kilometer 
tree line that we we walked to to get to our position. They ended up dropping uh, white phosphorus on top of us. Um, so, Ooh. so yeah, that that made my butthole pucker up a little bit because uh, you know getting shot or blown up, cool, whatever. I've been shot before, you know. I hadn't been blown up yet, but you know, whatever. Um, but uh, all this shit, like, I, was, I was like, man, but burning to death—that's my biggest fear in the entire world. Burning, burning a yeah, lot. That, that's on my like, list. That's that's pretty like, near the top of my list. Actually. Just just know that you'll feel it for a second, but then you won't feel it anymore. Yeah, well, I didn't want to feel it for that second. Or you might not. Feel it <laughs> Unless yeah. it's just really bad second degree. Yeah, yeah, but uh, as soon as we, because like we heard it, so what happens? Like we heard we heard it pop above us, but we were like. That was a weird sound. It didn't sound like, you know, any clusters. It didn't sound like artillery. It just like, and we've heard duds before, and duds never really made a popping noise. We're like, what the fuck was that? That was weird. And then all of a sudden, like, while we're running, like, we're, I mean, me and a buddy behind me, we're talking, like, while we're running, and uh, everything around us lit up, like, engulfed in flames. And I have a, I have a quick, small little video that I took on my phone, like, while we were running of, like, everything around us engulfed in flames um but uh breathing through not only the smoke from all the grass and trees and shit like that being on fire you send that to us uh yeah yeah yeah, i can i think it might also be on my youtube channel maybe it's it's like a three three second video five second video it was real quick like while i was running uh but yeah i can also send it over to you but uh um the the smell chemical smell of phosphorus burning was that hurt also just the smell of of the shit burning on top of the heavy smoke of everything but uh we ended up making it back to a friendly position all my guys got uh made it back unharmed like we were all accounted for and uh we ended up being exiled and and taken out and during our after action report we come to find out that the other infantry unit that came through they were not tasked with setting up shop and hanging out like our infantry was tasked to do that infantry unit was tasked with assaulting that russian element that was right there and they failed to let us know what they were about to do okay so let me so see we so we couldn't get ready for a gunfight we just got surprised with bullets flying at us so let me see if i can do this uh, it'd be it'd be on my shorts if uh, you're looking for that video under the shorts thread I might not have posted, but I, th- I think I might have. Yeah, so I, th- I can put this up. So you ultimately make it out of that tree line, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we all, all my guys made it out, and I think um, all but approximately three to five of the uh, the Ukrainians made it out. So yeah, it's real quick, but you can see at the very beginning all that out there. And you, yeah, you can see it right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so right there where that branch is, you can see and heavy, heavy, heavy smoke. But uh, I'll stop talking for a second when you play it. But you can just hear the fire engulfing everything. All right, here we go. See being hit. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that low, the wind noise is wind noise, but in the back you can hear that just roaring, sizzling. Crack. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. roaring, crack, sizzling crackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I wanted to get it, but I wasn't concerned on it. I was trying to get the fuck out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, I think all but 
I want to say it was like three to five of the Ukrainians ended up uh, dying that day, and uh, several several of them were were, were injured. Um, but yeah, they they decided that they were tasked with assaulting that Russian element that we were uh, reconning and 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 waiting for our guys to show up, and they didn't let us know that what they're about to do. If they if they let us know, you know, obviously, you know, our orders are to sit there and and hang out and wait, but we could have at least got ready for a fight. You know, when those BMP started rolling up on us, you know, we could have, we could have been ready for, with no AT weapons um, and, you know, start smacking them whenever they rolled up and stuff. But uh, also come to find out that there was four BMPs, two on each side, um, uh, sandwiching us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I should have, I 100% should have died that day. How none of my guys were injured or hurt or anything is beyond me i don't know but um yeah so so uh, that's what led, led you to just end up saying okay i'm done going back to the states so that started the groundwork that started okay. the groundwork so okay. um so now our entry has yet to set up shop in that tree line like they were supposed to right so and and i believe the russians had moved in um, to part of that tree line um, because they, they knew we were there. So, hey, guys, go ahead and fucking take this part. That way, y'all can't miss it, right? And it gave them, uh, you know, another 800 meters of territory. Well, now our mission is to regain that tree line. Um, and what our commander did for probably over the span of I don't know, three, four weeks, we assaulted the exact same way, the exact same trench line with no supporting elements. I want to say it was about four or five times. That's a recipe for disaster. Wow. The the philosophy from that commander was, uh, you know, a hundred times. Cool. They'll never expect a hundred and one. So did you guys ultimately end up taking that tree line? So uh, I was not there for that. Um, I mean, we, we ran a few out? other missions. Yeah, by the took that tree line. Um, I mean, we did. Uh, I was there for a few other assaults uh, uh, of different areas. We we helped liberate one village. Um, so I was there for some other stuff, but for that specific mission, I wasn't. Um, hell, even I I was strafed by a Russian fighter jet um, at that position. Um, we were sitting on that that long uh, tree, infilled tree line to get to that position. Um, we were we were taking heavy, heavy uh, indirect fire from artillery and stuff, so uh, we couldn't move. So basically, we just hung out in that tree line, you know, got, got dispersion, hung out in the little ditch uh, next to that tree line and then behind some some thicker trees and stuff. And uh, one day while we were sitting there, uh, already – so that, that mission was a surprise to us that we didn't know we were going on. So that morning, um, I thought, we you know, we get our brief every morning, you know, whether we have a mission that day or not. And uh, we were told no mission. We're like, all right, cool. So, you know, just hanging out at base, you know, just playing ping pong or watching movies and stuff like that. And uh, I still having to kind of happen to shit, but, you know, it wasn't ready yet. So, you know, just kind of kind of waiting for it to, to mull over and get ready. And uh, while I was doing that, you know, the commander kind of came out and said, hey, gear up. Y'all are going on a mission. Ten minutes. Fuck. I was like, I can get ready in two minutes and be in the truck good, ready to go two to three, two to two to five minutes, depending on if I got my boots on or not. Um, so I was, I was like, cool, I can have everything ready. Do I 
go to the bathroom real quick before this mission or do I just hold it until the mission's over and, you know, do it then? I was like, I'm just going to hold it. I actually ain't got to go that bad. Like, it's cool. It's good. So we step off of the mission. We're probably about two hours into it of just sitting there taking IDF. It doesn't seem like anything's letting up anytime soon. So I holler the guy next to me and say, yo, man, I'm going to hit the back of the street line and I got to take care of business, man. Like, it's there's no way I can fight like this. Like, like I was getting like the cold sweats and everything like that. And it was, it was bad. Like it was the adrenaline kind of kicked it into high gear and, uh, it was coming. So, uh, so I go, I go to the back of the tree line, you know, grab my baby wipes, you know, take care of business. And as I'm coming back to my position, um, you know, we can, uh, we, we heard some aviation before, um, way, way out in the ways, nowhere near us. But this time, all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, we didn't hear any artillery set off. We didn't hear it was quiet. And then all of a sudden, the entire tree line started blowing the fuck up, just getting lit the fuck up. And then as soon as it stops, you hear the jet peel off and, and hit its afterburners and just fucking take off. And uh, so as the trees, tree lines fucking blowing up, you know, I just fucking jump and take cover. And uh, sure enough, we got we got strafed by by a fighter jet um, on wow, our tree dude. line. Yeah, so one, one, of, one of my to... buddies, one of my buddies had shrapnel from his cannon backpack. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah. had to have been like so, the last draw. You're like, OK, I'm fucking done. You're going to get us all killed. No, dude, that wasn't the last straw. I said, I think I still went on like two other missions. Um, what was the last straw? The last straw was. Please tell me that the last straw is this, because I want to know about this picture. No, no, no. That's my second deployment. That's my second deployment. Right. Um, so, so, uh, so yeah. So, so I went on a couple missions, and I've already been talking to an army recruiter, because um, I was like, you know what, man? Like, I want to go back to the states and go do cool man shit boogeyman shit right and uh, so i was talking to my recruiter and he was like yeah man you're good dude uh i've already looked at all your shit you're good and i even asked him, i said is me being in ukraine going to hinder anything because you know going green berets you have to have a fucking security clearance and i was like surely me being in ukraine fighting for ukraine is going to hinder that security clearance like it has to and he was like, let me look into it. And, you know, he looked into it and he said, no, nah, man, you're good, dude. It is. You're, you're 100% good. Nothing's wrong. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to break my fucking contract and, and I'm going to come back to the States and, you know, try to go Green Berets and, you know, go do boogeyman shit. Also, my body is tore up from the Marine Corps already and I have a 0% VA disability. So I was just going to start dropping all kinds of VA claims while I was active duty so I could fuck get my percentage up and shit. Um so, but as well as do like boogeyman shit that I wanted to do, but you know, really cool shit. So I come back to the States. Um, I don't get hassled by uh, TSA or uh, by customs and board control. Like I thought I was going to, um, they did pull me aside, like question me for five minutes, but the dude was just, I told him that I was an instructor. Um, that's all I did was in Ukraine and I had paperwork from the military saying that I was an instructor. So I just did. So I just showed him that. And he was like, all right, cool, man, whatever. And uh, come to find out that I couldn't join the army. And the recruiter didn't tell me why. He was just like, oh, man, we're just waiting on paperwork, waiting on paperwork. And I was like, look, dude, we've been waiting on paper for a month. 
I told you I only want to be back in the States for two weeks before I went to boot camp and, you know, did everything all over again. And we're a little over a month. So you have by, I think it was, I got back October 1st. I'll say October 1st. And um, uh, I think I'm in mid-November now. And I said by December 3rd, if I don't have paperwork back to Ukraine, simple. You have until this day to give me my contract and give me into the army while I'm going back to Ukraine. And he didn't. So I went back to Ukraine. And uh, I already told you about uh, Nucking Futch Yuri. Uh, I was still in close contact with him. So I hit him up. I said, yo, man, uh, do you have uh, you have room for, for a guy? And I was like, and I had a medic coming with me, another Marine that's uh, um, a U.S. Marine that uh, is also a, a paramedic and stuff like that. And he'd already fought in Irpin and Mashun in Ukraine, and he wanted to go back and be a medic again. So I had him coming along with me. And he's like, yeah, man, I got room for two of you. I was like, cool, bet. So once again... I uh, packed my bags. Uh, this time I got a huge suitcase full of uh, medical aid donated to us um, and uh, went back to Ukraine and uh, went to um, the uh, the Donetsk Oblast region. I'm not going to say exactly where I was because my guys are still over there fighting right now. Um, but uh, we, were, we were fighting in Donetsk. And uh, so I get there and, uh, you know, it's a... Uh, January. Way, for those of you who don't know, an oblast region is similar to like a, a state, a state, like a, a county, state. or a district. It's like, it's it's just based, it's like a state within. Yeah, it's like a state. So, yep. Yep. So, <laughs> so, um, so, and it's yeah, I think I got like January fifteenth, seventeenth, something like that. So it's dead of winter, fucking cold. And I brought a lot of cold weather gear. Um, and, uh, one of my friends in Lviv, uh, her family gives a lot of supplies and aid to, to soldiers and different units and stuff like that. And actually the best piece of cold weather gear I ever got was from her. And it was like this, these thermals that, um, they were thin or thin ish, but, uh, they could, they would keep you warm in like negative 30 degrees Celsius. Yeah. They're like the silk thermals. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were fucking great. So I love you. Now we're in the, in the. Like the summer, now you're in the winter. Yeah. Now I'm in the winter. Yep, yep. yep. And now so, it seems like uh, it's a lot more spicy. So I haven't fought yet. So so I get there. Uh, I got to get my contract again. Um, so you know I go this time. I didn't have Is to go do my whole region. Oh yeah, 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 okay. yeah. The Dinesh, so you know it's yeah, gonna be spicy. In, okay, got it. I already know shit is gonna be fucking popping. So it's yeah. winter time, and you've got your skivvies, and you're you're in a spicier area than, than you, you would have been in last time. Yep. 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 So and now, um, how do they kick you out? It's an AK again. No, no. So, so this time, um, this unit that I'm with is a, a reconnaissance strike unit. Um, same. I'm still in the fifth, but a different unit, uh, it actually ended up being a Marine unit. Um, uh, everyone in my unit was Ukrainian Marines. So I ended up signing a contract with, um, uh, the intelligence um, bureau attached to uh, uh, the 59th Brigade, and it was all all Marines. I was sure. all Marines, um, so uh, United States Marine as well as Ukrainian Marine, which is cool. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, so you know, I have to go uh, basically to the to the headquarters, fill out all the paperwork again. Um, get my contract and then um there i had i had a lot of winter gear that i already brought but they're like hey man you're gonna come with us and they gave me more shit so their stuff 
it was literally just in our house. And a guy walked in. Uh, he was already there. We, we, we walked in and he goes, all right, man, uh, do you want a jacket? I was like, yeah, man, I'll take, a, I'll take another jacket. So he gave me a, a Ukrainian uh, army jacket. He gave me uh, uh, thermal socks or, or wool socks. Um, uh, and they say uh, uh, ZSAU on it. The, the, the 3CY is uh, Z, uh, ZSAU. Um, but it basically means Armed Forces of Ukraine. Um, they gave me some new um, um, Poly Pro. Yeah, yeah, GI Joe socks, exactly. Um, <laughs> they gave me new uh, Poly Pro um, and for the waffle tops, um, yeah. uh, tops and bottle. Um, they knew shit of that. Um, they gave me, well, you know, did, what, was the, what was the firearm they issued you? The the rifle? Uh, I'm getting there. Um, they gave me, uh, you know, the big mittens, like you see from like the Korean War, like the big. Yeah. like mittens. Yeah. I got I got a pair of those, which is yeah, way it's cool. Cold in there in the winter time. I never. I I only used them when I was in the turret of the of the Humvee uh, on there the fifty. Go. That's the only time. That's the only time I used it. But uh, my rifle. Yeah, yeah. So we get back to the base, and I'm I'm, I'm waiting for my rifle, and uh, everybody has a uh, Polish grots. So we so I need a Polish grot with an ACOG sight on top. Um. Polish Grot was cool. I liked it a lot, um, but I hated it at the same time because it almost got – it could have gotten me and uh, one of my buddies killed because the gas lock system – version or was it the ACR version? Do you know? Couldn't tell you. So It had a folding stock. Did it have the magazine in front or behind the grip? In front, just just okay. like a uh, – like it, it was ACR. literally – it was yeah. exactly like a, a, an AR-15 or an M-16, except for instead of it being a right-sided um, ejection, um, it was completely ambidextrous. So I had an ejection port on both sides. I had a selection switch on both sides. Um, all you had to do was uh, take, I believe, like take the bolt out. And, yep, exactly like that. Yep, that so was it's, a rifle. It's, the, it's a Polish version of, a, of an, a Bushmaster ACR, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, your charging your charging handle is on both sides, and it's at the front versus back here mm -hmm. at the rear next to the stock. Um, I love the weapon, except for the gas block system failed my, on my weapon and on a buddy's weapon while in firefights. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, not a I, I if that was my only complaint was the the gas block system on it. Mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, so I I, I get my shit and we start. Yeah, I got I got better gear, I got better shit, and we're we're rocking and rolling. Um, this unit, we did a lot of a lot of reconnaissance, and most of it was at night. Um, like I had a GoPro that I brought to fucking film all my combat shit, but it was at night, so I couldn't use it. <laughs> and uh, but uh, here I had MVGs, um, and actually uh, I brought my own out this time, so I was able to mount uh, it. Well. My medic brought it for me, but he brought he brought me a, a rhino mount for me. Um, that way we could <clears throat> actually mount onto our helmets and shit like that and be hands free to be able to do shit. But uh, we did a lot of our now missions that night. Dressed, you're dressed the part now too. Yeah, so how with all part. your with all the ninja gear, how do you end up taking a grenade two meters from your face? So believe it or not, ninja shit doesn't protect you from grenades, which is wild. Right, I've heard. I've heard <laughs> Yeah, so we do a lot of assaults on different positions, a lot of um, a lot of recon, um, a lot of fun stuff. But uh, we get uh, 
So there's one one um, trench position that we had assaulted uh, once before at night, and uh, we uh, we failed to uh, to capture it because uh, we were probably about 50 meters or less from it. And I was the point man, um, and uh, we were we we're taking contact from this trench while we were assaulting into it. And uh, on the rifle that I had at the time, um, I had an AK-C4U uh, with a thermal scope on top. And uh, mm-hmm. while I'm engaging, yeah, while I'm engaging these guys in the trench, I just happened to look past the trench a little bit, and I saw armored vehicles coming towards us, and we didn't have any AT weapons at the time. So we ended up exfilling and, and just basically backing the fuck out of there. Um, so probably about... Three weeks later, um, we launched a huge assault on this entire area, not just this specific trench. Um, but my team's mission was to take this specific trench. So for about a week, and right now I don't know what the mission is, for, but for a week, uh, my commander is having me train all my guys as well as several other units on basically how to assault trenches and take positions and stuff like that. Um, while I was in this unit, I kind of became the uh, – the training sergeant, you know, I was uh, doing all the training for everybody as well as marksmanship training and everything like that. Medical training. I was the training guy to everybody, make sure everybody was up to speed on um, good, solid tactics. Um, so uh, I do training with guys for for about almost it was like four days. And uh, on the fifth day is finally my commander came up to me and uh, he showed me the drone footage. He was like, do this trench. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was from a few weeks ago, you know, whatever. And he was like, yes. He goes, y'all are assaulting this trench uh, as well as the one behind it. And two other units are going to be assaulting this trench and this trench and this and here. I was like, cool. I was like, is that what, is that what I'm need to train these guys to do right now? And he's like, yes. So I trained them on this exact trench. Now, now that I know where it's at and I've been there before, I know the lay of the land and I can train them exactly how to enter this trench, what we need to do and everything like that. So that's what we do on the last days. We kind of put everything that, uh, you know, building blocks, everything that I, you know, I already been training with stuff like that. And now we specialized it to this specific trench. So we do that. And then, um, that next night, we uh, we step off for the mission. We stepped off probably about eleven o'clock at night. Um, so uh, I I have my MBGs on me, you know, and stuff like that. I didn't bring my rifle with the thermal scope because I knew the assault was going to be in the morning, so it was going right, to be right. daylight. So I didn't so I didn't need a thermal. So I brought my I I took my grot instead of my AK. Um, and uh yeah so actually let me rewind i had two rifles i had uh, an ak-74u with a thermal scope that was actually our commander's um but obviously he's not going out on mission so uh anytime that we had night missions and stuff like that i would take that rifle with me that i had a thermal scope and everything um but my day missions i would take my my grot um so uh we um tbi moment i don't know where i was at um (laughs) We're going towards the grenade near your dome piece. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we did the training. You're getting ready to step, step off. Oh, yep, step off. So uh, we we leave the house about eleven o'clock um, that night, and we are approximately forty five minutes from the front line. So um, we go. We meet up with uh, a few guys at the HQ. We 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 picked up a couple of guys through them in the Humvees, and then uh, we go to our first staging where several units are, are, are um, 
converging and meeting up to go to the next assault positions. We sit there for probably about an hour or whatever. We walk through, then we step off, you know, walk through uh, several more of our uh, friendly positions until we get to our last stepping point. And uh, my my team is uh, myself, one of my uh, Ukrainian counterparts, or excuse me, one of my American counterparts, um, school dude, uh, uh, Rusty, fucking solid dude. Um, and then uh, several, uh, three, three Ukraine from my, from my specific team. And then I want to say I had three Ukrainians from another unit that I trained and they, they, they were attached to my team at that time. Um, so now we're waiting, you know, it's still, it's still, I want to say it was like zero five. Um, and we're not supposed to step, uh, maybe zero four, but we're not supposed to assault until, um, the tank assaults the, uh, the position. So we had, we had supporting elements this time. We had, you right. know, a tank, we had artillery, and then we had the Humvees that were going to drive up and lay down some uh, 50, uh, 50s uh, while we were uh, uh, fire uh, to keep coming up down, right? to them because we had about a hundred. It was about a hundred meters of open field. Well, it wasn't open field. We held the tree line, but uh, about a hundred meters of tree line before we got to that position. And um, so we're waiting for daylight, and sure enough, soon as. Yep, yep, all the suppressive fire. Yep. So we um we wait till daylight. Um, dawn happens, sun starts coming up. We hear the tank working on one position um, off in the distance, uh, getting letting that team assault. And then uh, he got done laying down, you know, I want to say it was like four or five rounds on that position. And then he shot at our position um, that we were about to assault probably about four or five times. And then uh, he got, as soon as he got done laying that down, the uh, the Humvees with the 50s roll up probably about 50 meters behind us um, and start laying down a shit ton of suppressive fire. So that was our cue to, hey, we're assaulting. Um, and uh, one of the, uh, one of the Ukrainians, actually he's Georgian, um, but uh, uh, w w was with us, he was supposed to be the point man. Um, he was actually supposed to be the point man for several other missions, but he's a fucking pussy and would be like, no, 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 y'all go, y'all go. And then fucking in the, in the rear with the fucking gear. Um, Cause he's a fucking pussy. So I noticed that he's not stepping up like he's supposed to. So I even look at my American counterpart and we, he and I talked about it. Rusty and I talked about it and I was like, dude, I'm gonna have to go first again. Like I already know it. And sure enough, he didn't fucking step up. So I was like, well, it's like, I'm going first again. And uh, uh, and I had my GoPro running uh, to document hey, everything. Buddy. You know this is so. Oh, he buddy fucked me hard, and he's buddy fucked me before, so I was I was expecting it. Um, but uh, since it was daytime, I brought my GoPro to, to document everything. And uh, so we do. We start we start pushing up this tree line, and uh, once we get about uh, 40, 30 to forty meters from the trench. They uh they started shooting at us from their from their uh dugout position where they have like little shooting portholes and stuff like that, and uh, I heard uh I heard I heard I heard a crack go over my head and I was like, it's on. So uh, we started started laying down some suppressive fire while we were moving. Um, my dumbass forgot to open up my dumb pouch before we stepped off. So when I got done with uh I don't know what the dump pouch is, it's where you keep your empty magazines you don't just throw right. them on the ground because 
how you're going to refill a magazine that's a hundred meters behind you when you're the firefights over here. But, uh, um, so we're all walking up and engaging and it was supposed to start the bounding movement. And I'm trying to tell them like, Hey guys, like y'all go like, you know, bound. And, uh, but any, any, um, that's been in combat knows no mission goes, uh, no mission survives first contact. Um, as soon as those first rounds start coming at you, you know, you just try to stay as close to the mission plan as possible. Good. But no right. mission survives for kind of like, who is it? Muhammad Ali, or Mike Tyson. You go, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah, um, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Right. Yes. Exact same philosophy. Um, so I forgot to open up my dump pouch. So, you know, I, I expend one magazine, I drop it. I, I reach back to, to drop my dump pouch. I'm like, Oh shit. So I end up taking a knee right there. Um, trying to fiddle with my fucking dump pouch with one hand while I still have my fucking right in the air. waiting to fucking, uh, do a quick mag, mag swap. And, uh, everyone stopped. Everyone, no one's assaulting. Everyone stopped except for one Ukrainian. One Ukrainian just kept fucking pushing. Oh, that's not. I was good. like, mm. it's not. It's not at all. But so I'm yelling at these guys. I'm, I'm like, divide, divide, divide. Like, go, go, go. Like while I'm sitting here trying to fuck with my dump pouch, shit like that. Like I'll play catch up. It's cool. Y'all need to assault. Keep pushing. And right. more uh, guns downrange the better. Exactly. The, luckily, they're still shooting. They're just standing kneeling right next to me and shit like that i'm like oh fuck this is not okay so i end up getting my dumb pouch opened up i dropped my magazine pulled a new one you know good to go back in the fight and now i'm playing catch up to catch up with the guy in front of me that way I have more 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 rifles down range and uh, as soon as we walk up on this position, I see one, maybe two Russians, like, from inside the trench, duck into, like, their little bunker area. Um, so I know that I know there's Russians back in that little back corner area. So uh, uh, we lob a couple grenades into the, the far side of the trench that I can't really see too well just in case, they're, you know, they're hiding in that little area. Mm-hmm. Um, those go off perfect i kind of pie open pie out a little bit that way i can i can uh uh see that open area i see that there's a big hole in front of me in the trench so like i'm at the edge of the trench and i look down and i can see a big hole cut out into the side of the trench so i'm like fuck there might be russian like hiding up into there so uh i get ready to jump into the trench and the 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 key for trench assaults is get into the trench as quick as possible you don't right. want to be standing out in the open. Get get the fuck in there and start fucking slaying bodies. Um, but uh, at the same time, a lot of the Russians now are mining the outskirts of their uh, trenches or they'll set up shit inside their trench for whenever you jump into it and they go into their bunker. So I'm also scanning for that. So we're all kind of huddled up at the end of this at the end of the trench and Man, it would have been fucking shooting fish in a barrel if, if somebody decided to fucking pop out and start shooting at us. Um, yeah, he would have gotten got, but he would have easily tagged several of us. Right. Um, at least so, we say the first cop is free because that's ex- the bottom line. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 You're, yeah. You're going to get one or two of us, but yeah, you're going to, yeah, you're going to, you're going to pay for it, but yeah, you're going to get it. But yeah. So, uh, I jump into the trench and I and I jump in right where that little hole is and as soon as I jump in I fire at least one round as I my eyes are adjusting to the dark hole and everything like that that way I at least have one round going in there to right. possibly help neutralize whatever threat is in there. Um, I notice that clear it's just a backpack sitting there 
um, and uh, I immediately turn around and start clearing the rest of the trench, um, come up, and then uh, it's kind of it's the best way to describe it. It kind of makes – think of an S, but instead of it being, like, completely curved, straighten out those curves a little bit to where it's more of, like, just a, a wave so to speak right and in and in the middle of that wave is where their um bunker is and it digs into the side of the ground to where there's cover there's ground on top and it's just a nice little safety bunker inside of there so i immediately and it's being covered by this black thick um kind of like fire retardant blanket almost. Um, I only say fire retardant because after I threw several grenades, I would see it like start to catch fire and then it would immediately go out. Um, kind of like a fire retardant blanket would do. Um, but uh, so I, I lob a couple grenades there. I'm shooting a bunch of rounds in there. Um, Rusty, my American counterpart, he takes one of the Ukrainians. He, he pushes back over to the back side of the trench to where now there's two of us at each end of the trench mm -hmm. and we're just, focusing on this um you know this dugout the the, the fatal frontal the, you know the, the the entrenched position the dugout position and uh i'm i lob you know probably about four or five grenades in there shoot a handful of times and uh i tell the ukrainian behind me i'm like hey man tell them to surrender tell them to come out and surrender he yelled at them in russian um I think I think he said he's like he's like come out faggot <laughs> that's, that's all he says like come out faggot I was like again like keep 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 it coming uh, so he yells out again is this in Russian don't. or English yeah yeah in Russian in Russian okay. yeah 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 um uh, I says like the could yeah he called him uh he said come out bitch and then he and then he said like come out come out faggot or something like that but Vika Disuka um I'm probably saying it wrong but Vika Disuka means like come out um but anyways. Fucking, they don't come out, so I lob a few more grenades in there. I shoot a few more times, and my weapon stops shooting. I'm like, well, that's not oh. good. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dry. Um, so I immediately think I have a stoppage. So you know, fucking tap rack bang, right? Fucking tap rack bang didn't go bang, but I, a round did eject. So I was like, all right. So I drop my magazine. I fucking, you know, check check my slide and everything again. Fucking put it back in. Try to shoot nothing. What the fuck? Or no, I came back. It shot once. But then it wouldn't it wouldn't shoot again. So I racked it and it would shoot. And then I was playing that game. I was like, well, that's not fucking good. So I, I grabbed another grenade from a buddy, one of the Ukrainians. I lobbed that in there while I'm still trying to fuck with my rifle. It's not wanting to work. So I grabbed the Ukrainian behind me. I grabbed his AK. I was, I was like, your rifle. And uh, he gave me gave me his rifle. I poked back into the, the dugout, putting putting rounds down range in there. Um <clears throat> and then uh, I tell him, hey, man, tell them to surrender again. And uh, while he's telling them to surrender, I'm sitting there fucking with my rifle, trying to get my rifle to work. And uh, this time I got it to work. It was the gas block. I, it dawned on me that Rusty's rifle stopped working because of the gas block. So I sat there and I reached at the front of the rifle and I fucked with the gas block a little bit and pushed it back together and started working again. So I gave the Ukrainian his uh, AK back. And... Um, Threw a couple more grenades, fired fired probably another magazine of ammunition into which thirty round into the into the bunker. And uh, at this point, Rusty's like, "Hey man, I have a I have a porthole over here." And I knew where the porthole that he was talking about because I saw it on the way up um, into the trench. 
Um, and it's just a, it's, it's a shooting hole for them. And I didn't want him to expose himself to that hole unless it was a case scenario to, to either shoot into it or drop a grenade or something. So I told him, I said, hey, man, hold off. Let me throw one more grenade, call out for a surrender. And if they don't, then, you know, that'll be, that'll be phase two of the plan. And uh, so I migrated. It blows up. Um, I poked my head into a cest, uh, dropped a few rounds, uh, shot shot a few rounds into it. And uh, while I was doing that, I felt a huge blast of pressure hit my face and my chest. And I back up. And all within all milliseconds now, I'm thinking to myself and checking my body at the same time. I'm like, did I just step into my own grenade? And while I'm checking you know, my chest and my arms and everything like that, I'm like, there's no way I stepped in my fucking grenade. I watched it blow up. I watched, you know, the back pressure blow the blanket out. I watched the dirt from the ground move. Like, I, there's no way I stepped into my fucking grenade. At the same time, I look down at my shoulder and I can see I have blood from my shoulder. But like, hey, man, it's cool. It's not arterial. It's just a little bit of blood. No biggie. I look down at my arm. Again, I see blood not arterial so i was like no biggie i look at my right arm on my bicep i see blood again not arterial so i'm like i can still fight i'm good and uh i uh at this exact same time while i'm doing all that i'm also thinking once i realized that it wasn't my grenade that i stepped into i'm like fuck they're trying to assault out of their position they're trying to make you know a last ditch effort so while that's happening and it's probably only a second, maybe two seconds have gone by, but it feels like eternity. Um, at the exact same time, I'm thinking that immediately put myself in that fatal funnel to start shooting again in case they were trying to assault out. I could I could stop the fuck was there and drop, drop them in their tracks. But as I start to do that, um, my eye starts filling up with blood and like I can't see anymore out of my right eye. Um, all I can see, all I can see is like, think of like a bag of like, uh, I don't know, red, red blood essentially and hold it up to the light. And that's what it, that's what it looked, you know, I couldn't it's like you're looking through, uh, um, uh, like it's like being underwater and the pool is filled with red food coloring. Yeah, yeah. essentially. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a great, that's a great, um, analogy. Um, uh, um, but yeah, so, uh, I, I, I probably put, I don't know five to 10 rounds into the hole, realize that nobody's shooting back at me. So I back out um, and I tell uh, the, the, actually the, the, the Ukrainian behind me, he was my medic. And I tell him, I was like, Hey man, I'm hit. And I holler out to, uh, there's only one other American with me, uh, Rusty. I tell him, I was like, Oh man, I'm hit. I'm hit. And uh, I was like, you good. I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I think I'm okay. I just can't see. Uh, and he was, he was like, okay. Uh, so he, he kind of took point at that position because I was still a point man. So he took at that time. Um, and uh, I expelled myself from uh, the trench. And uh, two thoughts came through my head at this time. Do, do I sit here and hold this position fucked up the way I am? Because I don't know how bad my face is. Um, I, I really have no idea how bad my face is. I don't feel any pain, but I can't see. So um, the worst thing that kind of came through my mind was uh, about a month before my the medic that I brought, the, the other Marine, um, he got blown up on one of our uh, uh, missions by a Cornet missile, and uh, he actually lost his entire right eye. Um, uh, 
Like it was just sure. a black hole. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was there for that. You know, help patched him up and and take him to the uh, the hospital. But uh, so that's kind of what's stuck in my mind is like I just need medical aid right now. Like I need to get the fuck out of here. I can't fight. Like I'm no good to, because I can't see. Like I just need to get the fuck out. So I exfilled myself about a kilometer back to our original starting position. Um, and uh, that's where uh, I ended up getting thrown into a Humvee. They took my rifle. They took all my all my shit off of me and uh, took, me to, took me to a triage hospital where they sewed up my face a little bit, um, where I had a big old hole in my right above my lip. And... Uh, they dressed my arms for my other shrapnel rooms in my arm. And then uh, they gave me a, a three-hour ambulance ride to Dnipro, where I went there and I immediately had um, – I went underwent uh, eye surgery there. Um, my retina was torn in three places. And, okay. and so they did uh, – yeah, so they, they immediately did surgery that day uh, when I got there. And then that next morning, they did another surgery on my eye and pulled out big piece of shrapnel from my eye and everything like that but uh Damn, you didn't even feel it go that, in no I didn't, I didn't feel like that man i didn't feel anything i didn't feel yeah. any of the pain in my shoulder my even even days while recovering and stuff like that my shoulder and my arm everything felt completely fine like it was it was nothing the yeah. the the worst part was I couldn't see that's the only i had zero pain the whole time it was just i could not see so uh i stayed in a hospital for about a month in ukraine um and at this point i was just worried about my eyesight my plan was to come home get my eye fixed with better better medical care here in the states right. um regain vision regain vision in my eye and then go back and fight again. Like that, that was 100% my plan. Like I had zero intentions of, you know, hanging up my gear and, and, and not going back to fight, but, um, I still can't see out of my eyes. So I'm not going to, I, I can see, I'm, I'm, I can see my eye. I, I have decent peripheral vision, but like straightforward is fucked. Um, oh, and everything's real blurry and foggy. Like is uh, think of like you know you were a kid swimming in the pool all day and you know open your eyes and shit, hazy. and then later that yeah, real real hazy. Think yeah. that like a million. Like it's real foggy, dirty, murky, blurry. Like I can see shapes and colors, but like I can't see definition of anything, and I can't see more than shit. My room right here is I don't know, maybe thirty feet long, and I can't see the door. Yeah. So, wow. Like I can. So there like goes. Can, <clears throat> yeah. So there so, goes your so chance of going back. Right. Right. Well, they still want me to go back. My my Ukrainian command and the guys over there, the Ukrainians, they they love. They would love for me to come back. And they're like, they're because some of the missions I was just a fifty gunner. So they're like, you can just sit on the fifty, you know, um, or uh, you, you know, you can just do training for the brigade. You know, I could be the the specific training um guy for the entire brigade right. but uh i did i decided to to say no to all that because uh i know i would be like a like an addict like a crack addict like if you have a recovering mm -hmm. crack addict you're not gonna say hey man here's the fucking pipe and here's the crack rock and the light can you hold this for me but don't smoke any of it <laughs> i know i know i know i will i know i will I, I'll sit there and I'll be training for a month or whatever and I'll get a wild itch and somebody be like, hey man, we have a really fucking easy 
low low risk fucking recon mission where we're going to support the engineers while they lay mines which we did a lot of and nine and a half times out of ten there is zero contact with that it's i mean lines but there's zero contact um but i know that i'm gonna go on it and there will be there'll be zero contact it'll be nothing it'll be fine and i still got you know a little bit of a i got a little bit of that rush well then there'll be another time where it's gonna be the exact same mission but we do catch contact and i'm not i'm not okay with uh risking if something happens to me cool whatever it's my fucking fault i chose to go with fucking poor visibility that's on me but if i don't see something or i don't react in time because i should have seen something sooner and one of my boys gets hurt or hurt or killed i i wouldn't be able to live with myself there's absolutely zero way i'd be able to live with myself so i just so i just kind of completely Pulled my pulled myself away from, from the situation with your eyeball the way it is. I I, I would want to be fully, you know, like okay, if yeah. you lost an eye and you were re, you were recovering to a point where you just knew you did you only had one eye and you were learning that was new normal, that would be your hundred percent. But yeah, yeah, it had yeah. almost it's it it's kind of strange. My wife has some vision impairment in one eye, and she said that it would almost be better if if she just had the one eye because the bad eye messes up what she sees with the good eye, right? So right. she has yep. to close one eye when she wants to see something really well. Anyway. Yeah, if, I, if I focus on something, I'll close my right eye and just focus yeah. with my left. Yeah. Yeah. So well, now, you're home. Home. Right? now you're home. Yeah, I was in Ukraine for another couple of months, um, just, uh, you know, doing healing and then waiting for my separation paperwork from the military. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then I came home. And you chronicled your journey, your mm-hmm. adventures, your misadventures on Instagram, but you also have a YouTube channel. And as we, uh, yep. as we, I would be remiss if we didn't give you a chance at the end of our, it, we've spent four hours together. You better get the chance yeah. to plug your social media channels. How can people yeah, find man. you? Uh, at that guy sleazy um sleazy is s-l-e-e-z-y um but that's on uh, my instagram and my youtube um and uh i don't again a lot of my missions were at night so i don't have a crazy amount of combat footage there's still some stuff that i have that i haven't um that i haven't uploaded um mostly just for opsec reason operational security right. um just because my guys are still fighting in certain areas and right. uh i'm the show so, uh, um, ingress and degress positions and stuff like that. But yeah, you don't uh, want to give their yeah. position away. Ex- ex- exactly, exactly. Or the the villages that we stay in and the towns that we stay in and the houses and stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah. So so yeah. But at that sleazy. Um, I've started to uh, do uh, kind of doing what we're doing now. I kind of talking my way through my experiences in Ukraine is what I kind of got going on, on my channel. And then uh, you know, kind of Q and As, and then uh, eventually hopefully start doing kind of all we're doing just interviewing different uh, different veterans and shit like that that have gone and fucking done some cool shit. Yeah. I mean, you kind of went full circle, kind of. You started in the Marine Corps. You got out, tried to go to the Army, back in the Marine Corps. It didn't work out. You went to Ukraine, fought with their Army over there, and, or the militia or whatever. Um, and yeah, the Army. You're like, ah, this is kind of fucked up. And then ultimately caused you to come back. You then go back, and then you go with Ukrainian Marines. You started in the Marine Corps, and then you ended in a type of 
Marine Corps. It was just the Ukrainian Marine Corps and not the yeah. American Marine Corps. That's pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty interesting. And you did some pretty heroic shit while you're over there, including uh, getting fucking blown up and still wanting to go back. But you, you know, you're looking at it this way. Even if you're on top of a Humvee, you wouldn't be able to see. You know, and and if, if your guys got hurt, you wouldn't be able to live with it. So that's very respectable yep. and very mature and fucking smart because. I don't think any of us could ever live with one of our partners or um, teammates uh, getting fucking killed because of our uh, mistake. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's, I already, I already have guys that uh, I fought with and that I love and um, I got, you know, the, they're dead. And I already have to live with that fucking guilt. Uh, I right. couldn't imagine my guilt of it being my fault that, that they, that they, that they passed. So. Well, we appreciate you coming on and talking about it. And that's how people yeah, can man. find you. Uh, it, it's, it's amazing when you can sit and just rap about, you know, something so interesting for, you know, it was, it was four, four total yeah. hours of podcasting. So we could probably yeah. go on for and, four and, months. And, and I, yeah. Oh, I, I easily could. I'm about to say, I mean, well, I, you I, some of it for I your own channel. Channel. If you're going to tell these well, stories, yeah. you give them away for free here. Exactly. Yeah. About to say, I got, I got some other good stories and then, you know, Obviously, you know, just like every combat veteran, you know, some stories are just for them and their brothers and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. uh, I got, I got, I got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to That's catch awesome. up with you. Uh, we'll have to catch up with you in the in the new year. Yeah, Everyone, absolutely. I want to wish you guys a, a merry Christmas, happy new year um, from me because we've been doing this show now. I mean, I'm in the middle of doing another show. Plus, you know, as there's all these different things going on and we still make time to do this because we love it. Um, and you know, we appreciate you guys showing up for the live shows and, and all the great stories and videos you guys send us asking us to debrief it. So just keep it coming. We're going to do more fun stuff like that next year. Chuck, what do you got? Well, I want to say everyone have a Merry Christmas, have a happy new year. If it's already passed, Happy New Year. Happy Bladed. Merry Christmas. I didn't say it on the last one. Uh, we're not at Christmas yet, so it's kind of odd and awkward. So have a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all that stuff. Um, and uh, I, I want to thank you guys for listening today. Um, and if you already follow us, please like and share our posts, how the algorithm uh, gets us in front of more people and it helps us grow. Like and share everything. Follow our YouTube Hit that notification bell every time we release a podcast. You can get it on YouTube. You can even watch it when we release um, content live or when we release the video along with the audio. Um, if you already follow our Instagram and Facebook, like and share the post there. If you don't, it's our Instagram is at war underscore stories underscore official. And our Facebook is at war stories podcast. Um, and then you can get the link in the bio. You can hit the YouTube if you forget about it, the booking email, the mailbag email, um, and our website. Our website is www.warstoriesofficial.com. We have some merch and some gear there. And if you think you have a story you want to share, you have a friend who you think might be a good fit for us, give them our booking email at booking.warstories at gmail.com. Again, that is booking.warstories at gmail.com. I can get you booked there. We're always looking for veterans, law enforcement, firefighters, medics, but also corrections, dispatchers, and nurses. We thank you for the support and stay safe. Yeah, so just so you know, Chuck, the future me in the past went forward in time and then backward in time. And part three came out on as a early Christmas present on Christmas Eve because Christmas day was Monday and then future past me today went back in time and then forward in time to release right now 
This is like the fucking Twilight Zone. On December 31st as a New Year's Eve present. So <laughs> we, this uh, is we wild. Part three came out on Christmas Eve and part four come, it came out today, which is New Year's Eve. So happy New Year, everybody. We will see you next year on War Stories. And until our next year, come home with your shield or on it.